I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast, and I'm talking to Terry Smith, co-founder and global ambassador of Digisec. We were at Pay360. We're talking about how innovations in wearable technology are creating new ways for millions of people to interact with businesses around the world, enabling virtually any form factor, such as a ring, key tag, or even a jacket, to be inserted with a chip and turned into a contactless payment or digital ID token. So what's the significance of wearables? Why will we all be wearing our money rather than carrying it around in a wallet in one shape or form? Um, I think that everybody says, oh, they're going to replace a wallet, but they're not going to replace a wallet, let's face it. But I think cards will gradually diminish. There's nothing worse than going somewhere and not being able to find the right card in the wallet and fumbling around to get things. And there will be different places where you'll want to use a wearable. I travel a lot and I absolutely love having my wearable on my wrist and I just literally glide past everything. I don't have to put bags down, I have to, don't have to pick things up, I don't have to empty purses and wallets out, I know that my money is on me. And that makes life very easy. And I think that people, as they become more aware of how nice it is and how easy it is they'll want it more it's a bit like the as long as they remember to put it on Uh well there is that I mean you know that uh, when I mean women when we get dressed particularly we will make sure we've got all our different bits and pieces on men will put their watch on and I think a lot of men don't want watches that are digital because they don't look as attractive so we're enabling analog watches and we have a partnership with a really smart technology that puts the chip and the antenna into the glass so that that can be put into pretty much any watch in the world. You've given us an example there, but there are lots of different types of wearables. The, the technology is in the chip. It's not in the form factor That's that right, yeah. the wearable comes in. So this can be a fashion accessory. It can be anything. Absolutely anything. I, I, I don't know if you can see my bracelet, but it's a, it, it's a charm. And that actually carries the chip and, and payment. My whole ethos and the whole purpose of, you know, why we do what we do is to give the consumer choice. For example, you, you don't go to your bank to buy your jacket. You go to a men's clothing store. So why should I go to the bank to get my payment device? because the only thing they offer me is a card. I want the choice of going anywhere, choosing anything, and being able to turn it into my payment device so I can use it how I wish. And I don't just want one, I want maybe 10, because I might want one for swimming, one for, you know, when I'm actually in the gym and it's got timings on it as well. I might want one when I'm going out for an evening, which is a completely different design than the one that I would wear during the day. There is an issue there, surely, though, if you have lots of these sculling around on your dressing table. How do you keep track of them? How do you make sure they're not activated when you don't want them to be activated? Well, that's the beauty. One of the things that we offer with it as well is a mobile app. And through the mobile app, you literally just click and deactivate it for a period of time. So, for example, I mean, I've already had the classic where my bracelet broke and I didn't know where it was, just went to my app, turned it off, and then didn't worry about then not finding it because I knew it was not going to work anywhere. I eventually found it, 
it had fallen down the sleeve of my coat and it then got caught in the lining and then I could turn it back on again just with a click in the app so it's very consumer controllable and how secure is it very secure if you ask me how secure is your credit card you don't query your credit card security do you the security of the chip is exactly the same as the security of your credit card so it can't be used fraudulently if somebody does try to take the account details off of it all they'll get is the account number but they can't create a transaction using it they have to be physically there doing it and under the banking rules if you do lose it and you don't notice just like your card and you drop it in the street somebody picks it up they might use it but you are covered under the banking rules for contactless payments for up to a certain value so you don't even get penalized for losing it what's the consumer appetite It varies, actually. We're finding that consumers are very different no matter where they are in the world. In the UK, the consumer appetite is really quite varied across different wearable, different types. We notice that the ring... perhaps different age groups. And different age groups. We notice that the ring is very popular in the UK because I think people quite like the idea of something very different. I personally like my charm. In Spain, for example, they've opted to have key fobs because they like dangling things and they like the logos and they like people to see that they support a certain football club or they do something, you know, to support a certain organisation. So it really varies and that's why we're saying there is no such thing as one size fits all. It's choice, choice, choice. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you choose different things for different reasons. So our ethos is enable everything. Don't worry about what people want. It's enable everything and then they can choose what they want. Now, you were saying people wouldn't, wouldn't or shouldn't necessarily have to go to a bank to get their payment device, whatever that device is, whether it's a card or a wearable or whatever. How does the relationship work with the financial institution from your position? Because you're creating these wearable devices... But presumably they have to be linked up to yeah, an account somewhere. Yeah. That's, that's the magic. That's the magic of our platform. So our platform is a very secure, trusted management platform. So on one side, we onboard banks. So we share keys, we share information, and we protect that. And we have to protect that. And we're protected under various compliance and different regulations. And then the other part of our platform, we onboard the manufacturers, the brands. So what we're doing is we're offering the manufacturer and the brand the ability to connect any of these onboarded services, payment services, without having to discuss anything with them directly. And the magic is our platform controls who can have what, what data goes where, what information needs to be put onto it and what the security is. And then we deliver it to the chip securely. And the chip is then placed in the wearable? No, actually, it's placed in the wearable before all of that happens. So uh, an item, an object, may be sitting on the shelf and it's in a virgin state. So it's unusable, it does nothing, it has nothing, it's, it's not no security, there's no linking... 
our platform and through the mobile, our special, what we call our remote provisioning, contactless provisioning capability, enables the consumer to do it there and then at the point of when he buys it or when he takes it home and configures it themselves. So it's all dynamic. The whole thing is a dynamic process. So where's the last step? How do you get these devices into the hands of consumers? Well, basically, it's through the retail outlets. So the OEMs and the brands will put them into their different retail outlets. That might be online. It might be through their own branded stores. Um, It might even be through Tesco. So it might be something that's very simple and very inexpensive. And a consumer would purchase it by just taking it off the shelf, just like you would an ordinary thing today. You would take it home and through your mobile, you would say, oh, I want to put this bank card on it. And then you enter your details and through your mobile, you tap your mobile to the wearable and it delivers the details into the chip securely, locks it up and off you go. Where are we on this becoming commonplace? It's going to be a gradual process, but it's really beginning to, people are beginning to take off. And it's a bit like, you know, if you look at 2006 when I was working with Apple, that didn't really start taking off. And then it wasn't until 2014 when it was launched. And that took quite some time. It's a realisation from people and it's it's really getting the, 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 the voice out there. You don't know what you can have until you're told what you can have. And so until there's a lot of marketing around it, people find out by accident. So what our plan is really to start putting the noise around it so that all the banks can take advantage of it. You say that's your plan. When does the plan take effect? Well, we're going through our second round of investment and that really is to give us a huge, great big growth plan and that is when our plan is starting to take effect. But already we've worked with MasterCard and MasterCard have enabled what we call a bulk enablement. So they're inviting their issuers. So they're being very proactive in inviting their issuing banks to sign up to us so that they get the opportunity to offer it to their consumers. And that has been a big thing since January. That will start taking effect in May, and that's when the noise will start going out. And that was Terry Smith of Digisec speaking to me at Pay360 2023.